When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I am Jorge Ramos, and I welcome you to Real America Podcast. This is a democracy issue. With mis golpes, la verdad, todos me gustan. A bilingual exploration on politics, culture, and social issues. Yo quedé como presidente encargado, era vicepresidente de la república. Pero lo escoge usted. This is Real America Podcast with in-depth stories on issues affecting America and the rest of the world. Sandra, gracias por estar aquí. Thank you so much for talking to us. Al contrario, un honor estar hablando contigo. Igualmente, you know, right at the beginning of the book, When, when they talk about you, it says, um, makes her living by her pen. That's quite an accomplishment, right? I mean, I, I don't know how many people can say something like that. I know, that's why I put it in the bio, because when I was a young writer, they always filled up the bio with, she's the wife of, she has these children, she lives here. And my question was, how does she make her money? I wanted like a, a light to guide me, and that's why I put that in my yeah, bio. Yeah, definitely that, that, that was one of your sentences. You know, the last time I saw you, it was in Miami, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, we were discussing the new edition of the House of Mango Street, and I wonder what has happened in your life in the last 18 months. How did you, how did you confront COVID, and, and what do you do? Well, um, unlike other people, uh, the pandemic for a writer canceling your trips, not seeing anyone, staying in your house, uh, living like an, a monk in a monastery was very conducive because that's the kind of life I like to live. And um, I felt a little bit guilty because I enjoy my solitude. I enjoyed canceling all my trips. Uh, I enjoyed uh, being at home, finishing my writing and, and having myself and the birds and my animals his company and the ants and the insects. You know, it was a very spiritual time for me. I'm very lucky that I didn't have anyone in my family who had gotten ill. And I grieve for those people who had losses. Uh, for me, it was a time to, uh, you know, like restarting the computer and connecting with my spirit. So it was like a spiritual retreat. Is that where, where, when you found the letters that actually end up creating uh, Martita, remember you, Martita, te recuerdo? Is that how you, how it started? To tell you the truth, that letter was found in the early uh, 1990s. And the first part of the book was written in the early 1990s. And it was supposed to be part of my collection, Woman Hollering Creek, but it, I could never finish it. So I, I put it to sleep and I brought it out uh, about five years ago. And I would always be working on it along with poetry, along with other projects. I would always go back to the story because I love it so much. And finally, the pandemic and the uh, ability to stay at home and concentrate to the things I was hearing in my heart, 
allowed me to finish this story to write the middle section and the finale. And I never knew if it was going to be a short story or a play or did it want to be a novel. I just let it be what it wanted to be. I tried to make it longer and it didn't want that. So it's this long short story or short novella. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm very happy and pleased with that I was finally able to finish it during the pandemic. When I first say hi to you, I said, hola, Pufina. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the character. And I wonder if you're Pufina, the, the writer who leaves her Mexican family in Chicago to pursue her dreams in, in Paris. Um, we are of well, a generation. Yes, no. In which, <laughs> no you... <laughs> yes and no, because I'm, all, I'm Pufina. I am Martita. I am Paula. Uh, I'm everybody. And, and, you know, when the story began, when I began the story back in my mid 30s, I was Pufina. And then, you know, Pufina surprised me by saying things that I wouldn't have said, you know, so I went a different route. And then I started telescoping people and putting parts of myself in all three of the women. So uh, I have uh, full disclosure from practicing this book uh, for the audio tape. I really had to practice the Spanish because I've never read my own book in Spanish. Um, my cook, who, uh, Eunice, who works here, you know, Eunice, yep. she was in the kitchen listening, listening to me say, I, Pufina, Pufina, this, Pufina, that. So she started calling our new puppy Pufina. And my new dachshund puppy is now Pufina. Now, were you in Paris? Did you actually uh, go to Paris and, and try to yes. pretend that you were a writer? Uh, and ended up yes. being with no money and, and going yes. through really difficult times. Yeah. Yes, except I wasn't 20. I was a 28, 29 year old woman who acted like she was 20 and I had no money. Uh, I had an NEA grant. And at that time, there were no ATM cards. And I had a bank and where my voyage had started in Greece. And I was living on limited funds. And I was taken in by women like Martita and Paula. Uh, except I was taken in in different places, you know, in, in Milan, outside of Milan, you know, in, in Sarajevo, in the south of France, in Paris. I just kind of put them together. I, I think that what motivated this story most of all was how kind women were to me when I had no money. Women who didn't have any money, women who were immigrants themselves and sleeping on floors or sleeping in canoe beds or, you know, living really hand to mouth. And I found the people that had nothing gave me the most. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Thank you for listening to the Real America podcast. I want to ask you now about your dual life, if that's possible. Now, you have two passports, right? Just like me, a, a green passport and a blue passport, Mexican and, and an American passport, right? Yes. So, and, and we've always, we've discussed about us being amphibians or mm-hmm. uh, maybe alebrijes, uh, more than just bilingual and bicultural. So did you really have to do this book in, in both English and Spanish? Is, is, it, is it the first time when you can actually find both versions side by side? 
it's the first time that my books are in one publication by my New York publisher. I did have a short story that came out uh, called Puro Amor sí. uh, that, that was published, but it's just uh, a year, a couple of years ago with Saraband Press. But this is the first time that my New York publisher has published uh, a dual edition under one house, under one cover. And um, it, it seems appropriate because this story came to me in Spanish. You know, the characters that I met and that befriended me, a lot of them uh, didn't speak English or they spoke a mishmash of English, Italian, uh, a, a kind of broken English. And I was trying to capture that in this story. Uh, so it seems appropriate that it should appear in Spanish because I hear Martita speaking to me in Spanish. I, I, I want to ask you about Chicago. There, there's a line in the book that says, I'm in Chicago, the place I would rather die than live. And, and let me just remind the people who are watching us right now that, that you obviously are living in San Miguel Allende in Mexico, that you left That's Chicago. Right. Yeah. I left Chicago. What's the I, problem I ran with away Chicago? Uh, well, you know, the thing about Chicago is that it was so hard for me to live there and feel safe. As a woman writer, I could never afford the nice neighborhoods where I could be safe. I could never afford the car that when you turned the key, you knew that the car was going to start. I always was living on the edge. And, you know, for a woman writer, you have to find low over low overhead. And I didn't have that in Chicago. Uh, I was never going to get it in Chicago. So uh, I lived for 25 years in San Antonio, Texas. Many artists live there, musicians, artists, writers that could afford at that time that I was living there to live there and, and, and live relatively safely. Uh, now, uh, you know, as of the last eight years, I guess, I've been living here in Mexico out of choice. This is the land of my grandparents who left 100 years ago. And I'm the only one on that side of the family that came back. Let me finish this conversation in English by, by asking you are, are you, are you finally at home, Sandra, or, or are you uprooted? That's, that's, a, that's a word that, that I just found that sometimes I apply to myself, but I wonder if that could apply to you too. You know, I think at estas alturas, as we say in Spanish, at these heights, I feel at home within myself. So no matter where I go, I will be at home because I have found that home within me. I made my peace with myself and uh, through many years of writing, which is my therapy, you know, I've come to that illumination. It doesn't matter where I am that uh, I have a home, just like Esperanza had to find the home in the heart. I wrote that when I was so young. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Here I am at 66, and I do feel at home within myself. I, I will, I will, now that you talked about Esperanza, let me just ask you about one question. Um, yesterday, I had the opportunity to talk with, with Rodrigo, the, the son of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and, and we were talking about the, the fact that it doesn't matter what he wrote, everybody always went back to Cien Años de Soledad. And, and That's I, not true, not me. Okay, not, me. Not, not you, but many people. Does, does it happen the same? It doesn't matter what you write, how hard you try, how far away you go, in this case, all the way to Paris, that we always go back to the house of Mango Street? That's fine. You know, that's my firstborn. That's my oldest child. So, you know, the firstborn should should go out and make a living to support the younger siblings. That's perfectly fine with me. I, you know, I'm the mother, so I'm always fond of my baby. And the uh, book that's forthcoming, 
I'm finishing a book of poetry now that will be out next fall. So I'm always in love with my baby, but uh, I don't begrudge my eldest child for the hard work that she does. Y con eso lo dejamos. Sandra, gracias. Thank you so much. A ti. Gracias. Thank you for listening to the Real America podcast. You can discover the best Univision podcast on the Euphoria app or on univision.com flash podcast. Thus ends today's episode of the Real America podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Garopay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Punto com para detalles.